God bless you guys. Welcome to this live stream here at the Resurrection Center. We're so thankful that you had this opportunity to join us during this fellowship and during this worship so that way we can come together as a family united as one. If you haven't tuned in lately, just join us on YouTube, follow us on Facebook at TRC413. Don't forget our website, www.resurrectionsfirmfield.com. I am Chris O'Brien, youth leader here at the Resurrection Center, and we're getting ready tonight to have a powerful Wednesday night Bible session. And gather your friends, gather your family, gather your relatives, gather everyone that's in the house, get them together. Uh, we're going to have a great time tonight, and I hope that you guys are connected. Get your Bibles, get your pens and papers, and we're ready to go, guys. Um, so today, the title of the message is Understanding the Moment. And I want to go into the book of Ephesians, chapter 3. And we're going to read this together, and I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a time period to, to gather in the book of Ephesians, chapter 3. And we're going to read this. For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for you Gentiles, if you indeed, you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which was given to me for you, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I have briefly written already, by which when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets, that Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel of which I became a minister according to the gift of grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. We're going to emphasize power tonight. To me, who am less than the least of all saints, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Christ Jesus. Verse 10. To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. Verse, uh, verse 12. In whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. Therefore, I ask that you do not lose heart at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. Verse 14. For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit, through, the, through his spirit in the inner man. Verse 17. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do all exceedingly, abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power 
that works in us. To him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Now, Paul wrote this book from prison. This is where his troubles were many, but his comforts were greater. Because he's in a time period in his life where he's in, he's in prison. Imagine being in prison. What could possibly go through your head? All the things that you've done that were wrong. All the things that dwindling in your past. But he went and he wrote a book. He wrote the book of Ephesians to comfort us. So let's move forward. Who are we? This is the question we should ask ourselves. Who are we as Christians during this time in the world? Because we know there's a pandemic going on. We know that there's a crisis going on. Who are we as Christians in this world? Everyone in the moment of crisis remembers God, but do they act like they know God? You can say, oh, there's something going on, there's something happening. We're going through a pandemic, we're going through a crisis. God, yep, he's going to be there. But do we know that? Do we believe that? Because if we just say, oh, yep, he's going to be there, we got to put that action the faith that we have, and say, no, He is going to be there. He is going to heal us. His blood is going to cover us. So going back to the title, Understanding the Moment, how do we understand the moment? Three keys to understanding the moment. Observe. What do you see? What's going around? The second one, recognize. Recognize what the moment is. The third one is to listen. What are you hearing? Are you listening to the news? Are you believing in the news? Now, all three of these come into accordance. Observe, recognize, and listen. I put it in a specific order because in order to listen, you have to observe. When you observe something, it's like... You're looking out, you're watching the news, you're seeing it. What do you then recognize from what the news is saying? The news could be tricky sometimes. The news could fail you. The news broadcasts what they want to broadcast. There's many believers in this world, there's many Christians that you and I hear who know that the news could sometimes be a little bit misleading, that know that the news could be a little bit this way, could be a little bit that way. And we know that our faith and our belief is in Jesus that is not the news of the world, but he is the good news of the world. Yes. So in order for us to have and understand the moment, we have to live in the moment to understand what the moment is. So the pandemic and the crisis that we're going through, we should not be panicking at the moment. We should be rejoicing because it's an opportunity for us as believers to go out to the world and preach the good news, to preach the Bible, to spread the gospel to God's people. Now, let's go to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 13. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 13 reads, Therefore, I ask that you do not lose heart at my tribulations, for you, which is your glory. Now I'm going to go to three more keys. 
And when I came up with these keys, I was asking myself, after how do I understand the moment, what's next after understanding the moment? And the Lord revealed to me how to conduct yourself during these times. We're living in a crisis time. Remember, when I speak about these times, it's crisis time, pandemic times. So how do you conduct yourself during these times? Number one, teach the gospel. When you teach the gospel, you're teaching life. Because the Bible gives life. The Bible renews life. The Bible strengthens life. Because if I didn't read this every day, I couldn't be the man that I am today. I'm sure many of us have testimonies after reading a certain scripture that, wow, that just gave me revelation. Wow, that just gave me hope. Wow, that just gave me strength. But imagine if you didn't have that moment, that one minute, that three minutes, that half hour, that hour, to dig into the word, to get that knowledge, to get that life, that moment would have never changed your life. Because once you have that change, you have the ability to spread that change to others. The second, evangelize. Evangelize, which a lot of people say, that's the hardest one. And I bet the Bible, the people in the Bible are looking or watching over us and looking over us and saying, Imagine if it was that easy when we were here on earth. Imagine if the Apostle Paul had a cell phone. Imagine if, you know, all these prophets had a cell phone. Well, if all the prophets back then had a cell phone, they would probably be in a lot more trouble now. So evangelize. Evangelize is very key in when you conduct yourself during these times because it's showing people that, hey, there are people out there that have hope. There are people out there who do have that love. There are people out there who do have that joy, who have that positivity. I work in an emergency room where there's chaos every moment. But I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. The people who work in the chaos whether the believers are not believers, they never show weakness. Nurses, doctors, PCTs, uh, environmental service, whoever works in the ER that I see physically on a daily basis never shows fear. Because if they show fear to their patient, that patient will not be able to trust that doctor, will not be able to trust that nurse. So in order for them to give the care to their patient, they have to stand strong and firm in what their practices are to give that handle and to give that care. So we'll move on to the third one. The third one is share the hope of Jesus. How do you share that hope? To share that hope, it's easier than you think. You have that connection with God. You have that relationship you have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you, it will be very easy because it will just radiate. It will just be natural. You'll just have that presence with you. Even when you're having a bad day, your smile will just brighten up someone's day. Hope is not just speaking words into people, but hope can be just walking simply by somebody and smiling at them and saying, have a great day. You don't even have to have a conversation sometimes to give people hope. And I'll share, I'll share a brief testimony about that. Today I was going through the administration office in the emergency room department, 
And that's where I that's where I handle my business when it comes to getting all the information for the PPE, when it comes to getting all the information for what mass I'm gonna get in, sending this email, sending that email. And when I was walking by this nurse, uh, she said, I heard a lot of stuff about you lately. And, she, and the way that she said it was kind of like, she didn't smile, it was kind of like, okay, what do you mean? She said, I heard a lot of stuff about you lately. And I said, what kind of stuff? She said, I heard you've been really good to everybody around here. And I was like, well, my mama taught me good, first of all. I can't take the I can't take the credit for that. My mom taught me good. And I said, to make a long story short, I said, in the time of crisis, that is where we need to stand firm. And in the time of crisis, we'll show what your true character is. So we're living in this pandemic, we're living in this crisis with coronavirus and with everything that's taking place, but this is when our true character is being birthed out. Because God's, God's looking down, God's watching over us and saying, how are my children going to handle my business now? Because now it's about handling his business. We can't worry about if the virus is going to attack us because we're already covered by the blood of Jesus. We're already covered. We don't have to worry. We take the precautions. Yes, we wear the mask. We wash our hands. 20 seconds. All that good stuff. But we are covered. And if we don't believe that we are covered, that's when who knows what can happen. We have to believe. Believing is what? When you don't see what's in front of you. And you have that hope. And you know. You have to have that belief. So... These are the times where people are vulnerable, so we have to teach them the love. People are vulnerable in this world. They're looking for guidance, they're looking for answers, and we can't be the ones that are vulnerable right now. As believers, as Christians, we have to stand firm right now and say, nope, I got this. I got God on my back, God's with me, I got this, we're going to move forward, and we're going to do the will that Jesus called me to do. So, what else is happening? We're battling with principalities and spirits, these principalities and these spirits will try to conquer, but the good news, we believe the blood of Jesus. So, people are also desperate for the word of God now. You go out, and I guarantee you, if you wear like a shirt that says, God is not dead, you wear your, you know, the scripture shirts that we all have, I guarantee you people will draw to you, get connected to you, and say, what do you mean God's not dead? Tell me a little bit more about that. But we always have to, pr- I always pray, wherever I go, I say, God, just lead me to somebody or bring me somewhere that you're going to sh- help me share that gospel with somebody, share that peace with somebody, share that hope with somebody. And I always try to pray that prayer every time I leave. What else? We need to be there not only for the non-believers, but all of the body. Because there's a lot of believers, there's a lot of, a lot of people who are Christians, Whatever faith, and they're without hope right now. They're literally bugging out. They're bugging out. But God, how could you let something like this happen? God, why is this happening? I don't understand. You're a God of hope. You're a God of love. You're a God of healing. Why are you killing people? Why are you being? But it's not God killing We don't know what their past took. We don't know what the consequences of the inheritance that they inherited, that people didn't cast out that demon from them. This is serious, serious stuff right now. 
That's why we have to fast. We have to pray. We have to come together as a body of Christ to be united as one to say, listen, we are healed, we are covered, I plead the blood of Jesus, but there's people out there in the world who are suffering, who don't have the blood of Jesus over them currently because they're not pleading it. So we have to be the ones to demonstrate that. So let's go to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 8 now. This is good because we're talking a lot about hope, prosperity, and we're going to get into the supernatural in a few minutes. So, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 8. To me, who am less than the least of all saints, this is the Apostle Paul talking, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. To summarize this, Verse means to stay humble. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Sometimes in life, we ask ourselves, how do we humble ourselves? How do we come to that state of humbleness? And it's just you surrender to God. When you surrender to God, you're humbling yourself. Humble yourself before the Lord. So, when he says, and he writes this verse. The Apostle Paul, the chief of all apostles, who humbles himself, recognizing himself less than the least of all saints. The unsearchable riches, that's, that was the main focus of what I was looking at in this scripture. I was like, what is the unsearchable riches? So I did my research, and the unsearchable riches are the following. God's mercy, God's grace, and God's love. They are unsearchable because we cannot fathom the depths of how deep they are for us. Now, if we look back at our lives and we're saying, Wait, how, is it, how is it so deep? How can we not fathom the unsearchable riches that God is telling us? Look at the mercy that God shows you on a daily basis. Look at the grace that God has shown you on a daily basis. Look at the love that God has shown you on a daily basis. I mean, come on, man. Like, I'm, I, we're all sinners. We're all, we're all sinners. We all failed at some point in our lives. And the love that God shows us, the grace that God shows us, and the mercy that God shows us on a daily basis is like, whoa! It's like an atomic bomb just went off in my head. Like saying, I've done this, I've done that, but God, you still love me, you still have mercy on me, and you still have grace on me. Like, that is, whoo! I can't. I look back. I'm 28 years old. I look back to when I'm, I was 21, 18, 16, however young I was, and I'm like, dang, I should have been not here right now. I should be God, I don't know where I would be if I didn't have you. I don't know if I'd be in heaven or hell. But thank God I haven't gone anywhere because I still have the opportunity to make my life right, to be on good terms with God, submit myself to God every day, and have the Holy Spirit with me every day so I can be the best man that I can be every day. So, to move forward, now we, we went through hope, we went through the grace, we went through the mercy, we went through all the good stuff. Now, let's dig deep into the supernatural. The supernatural, I love, I love this part. When, when I was studying this part, it just blew my mind. So, the supernatural. Remain hopeful, but 
remain in the necessity of the supernatural. What is necessity? Necessity is to have no other option and to need. So let's go to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 6 through 7. This is good. This is real good. Ephesians chapter 6, I mean chapter 3, verse 6 through 7. And it reads, That the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel, of which I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. Now, there's two kinds of supernatural that we have to focus on. There's a demonic supernatural, and there's the supernatural of God, the divine supernatural. Both are real. Both are real. We, 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 can't, we can't just say, oh yeah, that's, there's a supernatural. We have to understand that there is a demonic supernatural that is trying to come over our lives, and that's why there's this virus. We have to understand what is behind this virus. Why is this virus here right now? Understanding the moment. That's what we're talking about. Understanding the moment. The times that we are living in, we know that the Bible spells all these things and pandemics that are going to take place in the latter parts of the end times when Jesus is going to come take his church. So, the supernatural is a realm or dimension above and beyond nature, science, and our own reason. Our own way of thinking. Supernatural is simply this. And I want all those who are watching to write this down. Supernatural is power. Earlier I said we're going to emphasize power. So the supernatural is power. So let's go to Ephesians chapter 20. I mean chapter 3 verse 20, I'm sorry. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. And it reads, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worked within us. Now, I was thinking about a lot of things after reading this. And now to him who is able, now that's us, we're able to, to God who is able. And God, we're supposed to be the representation of God. So, how are we representing? How are we representing God here on this earth? And YouTube's out there, Facebook, Instagram, and I. There's a guy I won't mention his name, but he's he's really good at sharing tools on how to run social media for your church. And what he what he always says is stop the scroll. So I notice a lot of churches out there, they're heeding to that stop and scroll. Like make something uh, pop up on your post. Make something stand out when you're scrolling through Instagram. Oh, what's that? So, two things came to my mind. The modern day church and the supernatural church. We're going to dig a little bit into what those two are. Now, the modern day church is, their mentality is the lights, the cameras, the money. How many? How much size offerings are we getting? How, what, what are we getting today? Oh, you got. Oh, we got three thousand dollars. Oh, we got four thousand. 
That's the modern day church. Oh, let me get the best person to do the drugs, even though they're in sin, even though they're having fornication, even though they're doing whatever it is that they're doing. We want the best worship. Oh, the pianist, yep, he's better than the one over there. We're going to get him. All right, all right, guys, come on. We're going to have the worship team. And then when they start the worship, that whatever lifestyle they're living, whatever they're sitting up there in, is going to read. It's going to radiate through the phone. It's going to radiate to the people here. And now you have a modern day church that is so fixed on the lights, so fixed on their YouTube channel, so fixed on the Facebook. Oh, let's spend $4,000 to get lights. I mean, how is that representing God? I mean, I could, I could have a meeting with the pastor and say, Pastor, we're not getting any lights on Facebook. What do you want to do? And I know what he would say. We're going to keep preaching. It don't matter how many lights we get. Keep preaching. This is the word that God's going to give you. We'll preach. So their emphasis in the modern day church is entertainment. Entertainment. The supernatural church now. This is why I love God so much. The supernatural church gives. Write this down. Big capital letters. Supernatural church gives solutions. The supernatural church gives solutions to people during crisis like we're in today. The Resurrection Center is a supernatural church. Amen. We believe in the supernatural of God. We believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe that Jesus died on the cross for us. That we're not gonna we're not gonna focus on lights, we're not gonna focus on whatever it is that is entertainment, we're gonna focus on giving the word of God to people out there to share our testimonies, to preach the gospel the way that it's supposed to be preached, and spread the love that God has given us to love people. So, now, the modern day church rejects the supernatural of God and they rely on self glorification. Self glorification, where you get up here and you say, I got this suit, I got these shoes. You know how much I pay for them? $4,000 because God is so good. I got all this expensive clothes, this watch. Yeah, this they bless me with this watch. I got like 17 more of the same ones. I don't even know what to do with them. Now, if I had 17 of the same watch, I'd be blessing people with them. I'd be giving it to other people. I don't want 17 of the same thing because now I'm just feeling that I'm greedy. I don't feel like I should be having 17 of the same thing. I mean, unless it's like food. <laughs> Listen, gluten is bad, and I rebuke gluten, but I like ice cream. But I, 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 I monitor how much ice cream I have within a day. I have it. I can't tell you how much I have. I, I monitor it. Maybe once every week. Once every week. That's why they used to call me sugar. So, the supernatural legitimize, legitimizes, which means to make official, the church. So the supernatural makes official the church. The church without the supernatural is illegal. The church without the supernatural is illegal because there's a law. So when you break the law, that's something that's illegal. God established the supernatural church so you don't break the law. God establishes it because what happens is, is and we'll break that down a little bit more. When you have a supernatural church, we won't focus on the modern day church right now. 
The supernatural church has a supernatural calling, which means the pastor who's giving that word, the leader of that congregation who's giving that word, is under the influence of the supernatural, under the presence of the supernatural. So that pastor, that leader, whoever it is, is giving a word, and that word is convicting the people who are watching, and they're in turn have a decision to make and say, whoa, what am I going to do? Now we don't know what individuals are living. We don't know what we don't know in depth. But maybe it could cause them to sell drugs, run stop signs, whatever it is that's breaking up. The modern the, the supernatural church will convict somebody so much in depth that they'll be like, Well, I need to change my life. I'll tell you that, when I first came to this church, that's what happened. I changed my life. I had a nice after room, nice rims. I changed my life. Can't have that. Don't want that. Don't want to be in the street racing anymore. I had to, to change my life somehow. It's not easy as, trust me, it's very hard. But it takes a process. It takes a process. Everything is a process. So, the, the church without supernatural is illegal. This is nothing more. Now, this is what the modern day church is. This is nothing more than a nightclub. A modern church is like a nightclub or an organized religious group. These are the days that we need supernatural church and its necessity. That's why I love saying the necessity of the supernatural. Because the necessity of the supernatural means I need and there's no other option. When you need something, there's no other option. You need the necessity of the supernatural in your life. So, we talked about the modern age church, we talked about hope, we talked about supernatural, but we have to understand. We have to understand. This is a lifestyle. Christianity is different because we have the cross, we have the Holy Spirit, the supernatural. Supernatural gives answers. And I thank God for those answers that he has given all of us, those who are watching. I'm sure you guys have had so many prayer requests and God has answered them. But there's so many prayer requests that are still up there that you're waiting for. I believe that God will answer them in his time. And I want to, I just want to, uh, I'm going to begin to close. And I want to go back to Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power, according to the supernatural, according to the power that God has given us, that works within us. We have the supernatural working within us when we read that scripture. If we believe it, if we truly believe it, and we say, God, I want your supernatural, I want to dwell in your supernatural, I want to dwell in your presence, Holy Spirit, consume me with your fire, the power that works within us. We can start to change the world. It starts with one individual. It starts with one post. It starts with one video. A mindset of positivity. It starts with the ability to make each other feel embraced. If, if we don't embrace each other, if we don't have to love during this time. We're talking about all time. 
But especially during this pandemic, we have to stand strong. We have to stand firm. We have to believe that God is going to heal the nation. But it's not going to be just us sitting back, kicking back, eating chips on this quarantine. Quarantine is not for relaxation at this time for us. Quarantine is a time period where we're going to segregate ourselves for a time period to what? The, the world has quarantine as we're segregating ourselves, we're separating ourselves so that way this pandemic can end and we can close the virus out and we can stop the spread. Well, if we spiritually, spiritually quarantine ourselves, we can stop the spread of the modern day church. That modern day church will not be modern day church anymore. It will be a supernatural church. Self-quarantine yourself. From all the negativity, let go of all the hurt and the pain during this time. We all have it. We all have gone through it. We all experienced heartbreak. We all experienced emotional tear down. We all experienced so much of us that we could be here for three, four, five, six hours and just talk to each other about what has happened. But there comes a time when we have to put everything aside and say, you know what? There's people out there that need my love. There's people out there that need my hope that I have from the Lord. There's people out there that need that desperation that I have. There's people out there that are hungry for God. There's people out there who are crying right now. And there's simply people that just don't care what's going on. So if we can be the game changers, if we can be the people that give the inspiration to give the hope, but not forget the supernatural. The most important thing is to remember the supernatural. Put the supernatural before everything else, and everything else will follow. Everything else will follow. So, everyone who's tuning in through YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you're watching, we love you, we thank you, we can't wait till we can gather with you, and don't forget to follow us on Facebook, at CRC413. Visit our website, www.springfieldresurrectionspringfield.org, all across social media platforms. We love you. We bless you. See you guys soon.